Long History, Henry Hudson, Voyage 3, Part 2, West Away for Newfoundland. How did New York's famous river, the Hudson, and Canada's vast Hudson Bay get their names? Find out the full details about Henry Hudson's four historic journeys here. These texts were written either by Henry Hudson himself or by people who took part on the voyages. And this is what Long History is all about, giving you historic source documents, splitting them up into digestible chunks of around 10 minutes, in a mission to rescue these documents from the dusty vaults. So the document we're looking at here is called Henry Hudson's Diverse Voyages and Northern Discoveries. Of the four journeys in this volume, we're now into the third journey, and this is the one where he heads to the North American coast, he heads down the coast, and then eventually explores the river known today as the Hudson River. Now altogether, Henry Hudson's journeys take up 25 episodes of Long History, although each episode should stand on its own. Feel free however to tap and click away to find the first journeys if you want the full context, subscribe to be informed when the rest of the episodes are released, and don't forget to explore, there's lots of journeys now documented on Long History from Magellan to Columbus, and many other less famous names. So onto the context for this episode. Hudson started his journey in Amsterdam in the previous episode, but this account leaps to the time when he gave up his initial aim to find a northeast passage around northern Russia to the east, and instead he heads back down the Norwegian coast, across to the Faroe Islands and to the North American continent. As we finished the previous episode, Hudson had passed through the North Atlantic and had almost reached North America. Here, he reaches the coast of today's Canada and begins to head south. This is Henry Hudson, Voyage 3, Part 2, West, Away for Newfound Land. The 11th in the morning was thick and foggy, the wind varying between south-southwest and northwest. At four of the clock in the morning, we tacked about to the southward. At 11 of the clock, the wind came to the northwest, and so to the west-northwest. This day we had a change of water of a whitish green, like to the ice water to the northwest. At noon it cleared up and became very fair weather. We put out our main topsail. Then we observed the sun and found our height to be 51 degrees 24 minutes. We had sailed many courses and found our ship gone to the southward of our account 10 leagues by reason of a current from the northward. The compass varied one point to the east. The twelfth, fair, sunshining weather, but much wind at the west. We stood to the southward all day, the wind shifting between the southwest and the west and by north. We made our way south, half a point west, eight and twenty leagues. Our height at noon was fifty degrees, nine minutes. At eight of the clock at night, we took off our bonnets the wind increasing. The thirteenth, fair, sunshining weather, the wind variable between the west and north-northwest. We made our way south-southwest, seven and twenty leagues. At noon we observed and found our height to be 48 degrees, 45 minutes, but not to be trusted, the sea went so high. In the afternoon the wind was calm, and we brought to our bonnets and stood to the southward all night with a stiff gale. The 14th. Fair and clear sunshining weather. 
the wind variable between the northwest and southwest by west. At midnight I observed the North Star at a northwest by west guard. A good observation, 49 degrees, 30 minutes. And at noon we observed the sun, and our height was 48 degrees, 6 minutes. And I made a count, we ran between the two observations 12 leagues. At one of the clock in the afternoon, we cast about to the westward, and stood so all night. The wind increased to a storm, and was very much wind with rain. The 15th we had a great storm, and spent overboard our foremast, bearing our forecourse low set. The 16th we were forced to try with our mainsail, by reason of the unconstant weather. So we tried for four watches, southeast and by south, eight leagues and a half, two watches, six leagues. The 17th reasonable fair weather. The wind variable between west-southwest and west-northwest, and a stiff gale of wind, and so great a swelling sea out of the west-southwest that we could do nothing. So one watch and a half, we drove north four leagues and a half, and four watches and a half south, and by east half a point east twelve leagues. The 18th. Reasonable weather but close and cloudy, and an hard gale of wind, and a great sea. The wind being at the northwest, we lay to the southward, and made our drift south and by west five leagues. The afternoon proved little wind, and the night part calm. The 19th, in the forenoon, fair weather and calm. In the morning, we set the piece of our foremast and set our forecourse. The 1 and 20th, fair, sunshining weather, but much wind and a great sea. We split our foresail at 10 of the clock, then we laid it to try with our mainsail and continued so all day. In the night it fell to be little wind. This day our height was 45 degrees, 48 minutes. The 2 and 20th, very fair, sunshining weather and calm all the afternoon. At noon we made a very good observation and found our height 44 degrees 58 minutes. At 8 of the clock at night we had a small gale of wind at southeast, and we steered away west for new found land. The true compass varied one point east. The 3 and 20th. Thick weather with much wind and some rain. At 8 of the clock in the morning the wind came to the west-southwest and west so stiff a gale that we were forced to take our top sail and steered away north-northwest until four of the clock in the afternoon. Then we tacked to the southward, the wind at west-northwest. At eight of the clock at night, we took in our topsails and laid it a try with our main sail, the wind at west. The four and twentieth, a stiff gale of wind, varying between the west and north-northwest. We tried till six of the clock, at which time we set our foresail and steered away west and by south by our compass eight leagues in four watches. And we tried away south in one watch and a half. The five and twentieth, fair sunshining weather, the wind at north, northwest and north. We steered away west by south by our compass till twelve of the clock. 
at which time we had sight of a sail and gave her chase, but could not speak with her. She stood to the eastward, and we stood after her till six of the clock in the afternoon. Then we tacked to the westward again and stood on our course. It was fair all night and little wind sometimes. The sixth and twentieth, all the forepart of the day, very fair weather and hot, but at four of the clock in the afternoon it grew to be much wind and rain. The wind was at south-southeast. At noon we observed and found our height to be 44 degrees 33 minutes. At eight of the clock at night the wind came to the southwest and west-southwest. We steered northwest one watch, and at twelve in the night to the west, and west and by south, very much wind. So we could lie but north-northwest. The seven and twentieth, very much wind and a sore storm, the wind westerly. In the morning, at four of the clock, we took in our fore course and laid it a try with our main course, low set. And so continued all the day and night, two watches to the northward. At eight of the clock at night, we tacked to the southward. The eight and twentieth, fair, sunshining weather, the wind at west and by south. We lay a try to the southward till eight of the clock in the morning. Then we set our forecourse and stood to the southward, a stiff gale of wind but fair weather, and a great sea out of the westerboard, and so continued all night. The nine and twentieth, fair, sunshining weather, the wind at west and by south. We stood to the southward until six of the clock at night, and made our way south and by east four leagues. Then the wind came to the southwest, and we cast about to the westward, and made our way west-northwest all night. At noon I found the height 43 degrees 6 minutes, the variation 1 point west. The 30th, fair, sunshining weather, the wind at southwest and by west. We steered northwest and by west, and made our way so, by reason of the variation of the compass. At noon, I found the height to be 43 degrees, 18 minutes. We continued our course all night, and made our way northwest and by west, half a point westerly, five and twenty leagues. The 1st of July, close, misty and thick weather, but a fair gale of wind at southwest, and southwest by south. We steered away northwest and by west westerly, and made our way so by reason of the variation of the compass. At eight of the clock at night we sounded for the bank of new-found land, but could get no ground. The second, thick, misty weather, but little wind, and that at west and west and by south. At eight of the clock in the morning we cast about to the southward, and when our ship was on stays we sounded for the bank, and had ground in thirty fathoms, white sand and shells, and presently it cleared, and we had sight of a sail, but spake not with her. In the night we had much rain, thunder and lightning, the wind shifting. The third, fair, sunshining weather, with a fair gale of wind at east-northeast, and we steered away west-southwest by our compass, 
which varied 17 degrees westward. This morning we were among a great fleet of Frenchmen, which lay fishing on the bank, but we spake with none of them. At noon we found our height to be 43 degrees 41 minutes, and we sounded at 10 of the clock and had 30 fathoms grey sand. At 2 of the clock we sounded and had 5 and 30 fathoms grey sand. At 8 of the clock at night we sounded again and had 8 and 30 fathoms grey sand as before. The fourth, at the forepart of the day clear, with a fair gale of wind, but variable between the east-northeast and south and by east. We held on our course as before. The afternoon was misty, the wind shifting between the south and the west till four of the clock. Then we took in our topsail and spritsail and sounded and had no ground in seventy fathoms. The wind shifted until eight of the clock, then it came to the north-northeast and northeast and by north and we steered away west-north-west by our varied compass, which made a west way half point north. The compass varied 15 degrees from the north to the west. The fifth, fair, sunshining weather, the wind at northeast and by north. We steered away west-north-west, which was west half a point north. At noon we found our height to be 44 degrees 10 minutes, and sounded and had no ground in one hundred fathoms. The afternoon proved calm sometimes, and sometimes little wind, until nine of the clock in the night. Then the wind came to the east, and we held on our course. At midnight I observed and found the height to be forty-four degrees ten minutes, by the north star and the scorpion's heart. The compass varied thirteen degrees. The sixth, the forepart of the day, fair weather, and a stiff gale of wind between south-south-east and south-west. We steered west and by north, and west-north-west. The afterpart of the day, from two of the clock, was all foggy, thick weather. The wind, a hard gale, varying between south-west, and by south and west and by north. We made our way north-west half a point northerly, nineteen leagues upon many points, four watches. At night, at eight of the clock, we sounded and had no ground at one hundred fathoms. The seventh, fair, sunshining weather, the wind varying between west and by north, and west and by south. At four of the clock in the morning, we cast about to the southward, and stood so till one in the afternoon. At noon we found our height, to be 44 degrees, 26 minutes. At 7 of the clock we tacked to the northward. At 8 of the clock we tacked to the southward and sounded. We had 9 and 50 fathoms, white sand. The 8 in the forenoon, fair weather, but the morning foggy till 7 of the clock. At 4 of the clock in the morning we sounded and had 5 and 40 fathoms, fine white sand and we had run five leagues south and by west. Then we stood along one glass and went one league as before. Then we stood one glass and sounded and had sixty fathoms. Then we tacked and stood back to the bank and had five and twenty fathoms and tried for fish 
and it fell calm, and we caught 118 great cods, from 8 o'clock to 1, and after dinner we took 12, and saw many great shoals of herrings. Then we had a gale of wind at south, and it shifted to the west-northwest, and we stood three glasses and sounded, and had sixty fathoms, and stood two glasses, and had two and forty fathoms, red stones and shells. So we sounded every glass, and had several soundings, thirty-five, thirty-three, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, and thirty-four fathoms. In this episode, Henry Hudson and his crew reached North America in the area of today's Canada, which had already been given the name Newfoundland, although its boundaries were much vaguer in those days. Then Hudson heads south and begins for the first time in any of his journeys to see people and significant levels of civilization. Robert Jewett, who wrote this particular account of this voyage, gives us the bearings of the ship and the weather, and amidst all those technical details, the little moments of meeting Frenchmen, of catching fish, all stand out. So thank you for reaching this part of the episode. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do like it and share it with any like-minded people. Hudson will continue sailing south and will reach the area of today's United States in the next episode. So I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for listening and goodbye.